I just feel like having a little bit more church. Praise God. Woo, I've been missing this. This is better than turkey. This is better than candied yams. I like greens, but this is better than greens. To trust in Jesus Just to take Him Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know Thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him o'er and o'er. trust him more. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. All because we do not care. My everything to God in prayer. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith, we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. It's in Him. In the sweet by and by, oh, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Think about him. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful and oh, how I love Jesus. Sing it with me. Oh, how, how I love you, Jesus. 
Jesus. Say, oh, how I love, I love you, Jesus. Because he first loved me. Come on, do it one more time. Say, oh, oh, how I Come on, I just want to spend some time with him. Say, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because, because, Just because he he first loved me. Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift those hands and those voices. I've been changed from the old man that I used to be. Tell somebody my life has changed forever since the Lord found me. Tell somebody he found me. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't find it. He found me. I was lost and undone, but he made me his son. I was blind, but now I see. That's the result of being found by God. Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks and give him praise. To worship you I live. To worship you I live. To worship you I live. I live to worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Not because I've been so faithful. Not because we've been so good. (laughs) But he's been there all the time. Would you just look at somebody in the eye and tell them he's been there all the time. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're feeling. Sometimes. I've just got to be reminded that he was there all the time. He was there all the time. Nobody like the Lord. Nobody like him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Nobody like you, Jesus. Please remember, sister. Najee, what's her first name, sister? Is it 
Chantel, Chantel. Uh, not really sure. She may have had a seizure. We know she's had some health issues in the past, a brain tumor. And uh, she got a little faint. And it, it appears that she may have had a seizure. Not really sure. But uh, she's been taken to the Wellington uh, Regional Hospital. So let's make sure that we uh, keep up with her, our sister in the Lord. Do you feel good? Did you have enough to eat <clears throat> Thursday and Friday and Wednesday night while you were cooking? Whew. Nobody can touch you like the Lord. When you've been touched by the Lord, my friend, you've been touched. <laughs> Remember that old song in the key of C or D? He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. I know he touched me and made me whole. Just one touch, just one touch, just one touch, just one moment with him can change you and your direction for life. You can return to your seats. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Mario, for being faithful, buddy. <laughs> I, like you, want to hear those words. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things. You didn't get it all right. But you were faithful over a few things. <laughs> I'm going to make you rule over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I think those few things need to be the priorities of our life. Exodus chapter number 14. Exodus chapter number 14. You can turn there with me. I'm going to read the last two verses. of Exodus 14, and then I'm going to turn to Exodus 15, so I'm sorry I didn't get my notes to the media department. Exodus 14, I've had this on my mind for three days, I guess the Lord put it there, I couldn't shake it. Exodus 14, verse 30, the Lord, thus the Lord saved Israel that day. Say it with me, saved. You know, that's the question today, well, are you saved? <laughs> I really don't think that's the right question. You don't hear that asked in the New Testament, are you saved? I think there's a little better question. 
Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand, the grip, the dominion of the Egyptians. It was more than a geographical location. It was a deliverance. They were delivered from the power, from slavery, from bondage, from the grip, from the hand, from the dominion of the Egyptians. That's a great deliverance. And the Lord did that. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. They saw. Brother Willingham, I don't believe they knew exactly what was happening until it was all over. They saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore, and, and Israel saw that great work <clears throat> which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. Hmm. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. The Lord saved them that day, delivered them from the power of the hand, the grip, the dominion of the Egyptians. They saw, they feared the Lord, they believed the Lord and his servant Moses, whom God used as uh, an ambassador or as, their, as his representative to communicate and to be an example and to be a guide. But isn't it amazing, isn't it amazing how quick not only they, but how quick we tend to forget what the Lord has done. You ever forgotten some things? You ever had to go back down memory lane just to remember, recall, recollect the goodness of the Lord? So we do tend to forget and sometimes quite quickly, especially when we're facing adversity, opposition, difficulty, disappointment, isolation, loneliness, we tend to forget what the Lord had done. But we turn to Exodus 15, verses 1 and 2. And I think this is a, a song of revelation. I think the song that was sung that day, led by Moses, was a song of truth, a song of revelation, a song of spiritual insight and perception, inspired, I believe, by the Lord. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel. They sang with him under his leading. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. They sung it unto the Lord. And they spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now look at this progressive revelation, this illumination here. Is that okay? 
Notice his next statement because this is the main thing. This is the summarization of everything that had happened. He summarized it in one statement. He says, the Lord is my strength. He's my might. He's my power. He's my security. Not my ability. Not my intelligence. Not my strategy or my tactics. But he said, the Lord is my strength. Ask someone, where does your strength come from? The Lord is my strength and my song. My song. He is become my salvation. My Yahshua. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my deliverance. He's become my victory. He's become my help. He's become my aid. He's become my rescue. He's become my redeemer. He's become my provider and provision. He has become my salvation. And then he says about this Lord... He is my God. He is my almighty. And as a result of that revelation, he said in response, and I will prepare him an habitation. I will prepare him a home, a residual residence. A place where he can dwell and abide. Whew. My father's God and I will exalt him. I want to say that if God has a habitation in your life, it's because you have prepared him a habitation. I want to say to us that if God is exalted in your life, in our lives, and in this service, it's because we have exalted him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Now, he's not going to increase in size or in greatness, but he will increase in your perception, in your spirit, in your mind. And so he is. I want to share for just a little while today, and hopefully you will not be bored, and hopefully uh, the uh, chemicals in the turkey have worn off. What tryptophan? Hopefully the tryptophan level has been reduced in your life so that you can pay attention and hear what I believe the Lord wants us to hear and believe and respond to. So I want to preach for a little while what the Lord, I believe, has had in my spirit is... When Jesus becomes your salvation. When the Lord becomes your salvation. 
Can we lift our hands one more time before we're seated? Hallelujah. Those that are seated, just lift your hands with us. Hallelujah. I will prepare him a habitation and I will exalt him. Hallelujah. Why? Because God has become my salvation. My help comes from the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is our deliverance, our help, our aid, our provider. Amen. He is our rescue. He is our redeemer. He is, ladies and gentlemen, our great salvation. And I believe because he is such that he is worthy of a thundering ovation of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe that when Moses sung this song, amen, he did not need an amplifier. He did not need a megaphone. He did not need a sound system because he was full of the revelation that from beginning to end, it is he that has become my salvation. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Everything was summarized. The burning bush, the voice that spoke, the sending back into Egypt, the message in which he was to declare, let my people go. The miracles, the supernatural and miraculous acts We've read the story, some of us, and it is quite amazing. And then we see that blood is shed. Blood is applied to every house. There's death in the land, but God's obedient children are spared. They're saved, they're preserved, they're protected. Then shortly thereafter, they make their way under the leadership of Moses Directed by God, they walked across um, the Red Sea on dry ground. Someone say on dry ground. They didn't have to wade. They didn't have to take boats. There was no kayaks. They didn't have to have a floaty. They didn't have to swim, but they walked across on dry ground. And when their enemy pursued after them, the enemy was destroyed. The enemy had drowned, had been drowned in the Red Sea, a type of baptism. And when it was all over, the Bible records, thus the Lord saved Israel that day. But Moses had a little bit better insight and understanding. And he said, it's more than just the Lord saved. He says, the Lord has become my salvation. Praise God. And as a result, I'm going to prepare him a habitation, a home, a resident for him to dwell, to abide in. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we know as we read the end of chapter 15 that they became distracted and discouraged and disgruntled and soon forgot what the Lord had done. We know quite well what it's like, especially after coming to church, being born again, 
we are made suddenly aware of the reality of the demon world or the spirits of darkness. Seems like when we're born again, shortly thereafter, all hell breaks loose. Someone can relate to that. Why is this happening, Pastor? <laughs> and then the familiar passage of Scripture that is shared is, I believe, found in the book of Job, where the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also. <laughs> and we are quite familiar with that, at least by experience. So they found themselves in a place where the water was bitter, but because the Lord had become their salvation, salvation said, this is what you do. This is the tree that you use. Put the tree in the water, and the water was made sweet. Someone say, that's because salvation was with them. Praise God. But we, like them, we too forget. And when we forget, we begin to neglect don't we? Isn't that how we respond and react and behave? When we forget, it affects our behavior, our decisions. We become neglectful. So the reality is every single one of us have forgotten, it's not in our minds today, all of the things that the Lord has done, has provided or has protected us from. We've forgotten a whole lot of stuff. But I love to go down memory lane and remember the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we will forget what he has done. And we will also forget how it felt when we first received that touch, that calling, that impartation. We will soon forget what it felt like. Could you say amen? We don't live with that feeling, but we can live with a knowledge of who he is. I pray that we will never forget who the Lord is and what he wants to be in our lives. I pray that he will never diminish or depreciate in our lives as the Savior and as our salvation. The truth is we live and we enjoy moments. We enjoy things. We've enjoyed eating these last few days. We enjoy good company. We enjoy the blessings of the Lord here in the land of the living. We enjoy fresh air. We enjoy walking on the beach, we enjoy outings, we enjoy having a little extra money to spend, we enjoy getting ups in the line, if you're at school and someone says, hey, you can cut in front of me, we enjoy that, <laughs> we enjoy favor, whether it comes from God or man, but the greatest and the lasting joy and the greatest fulfillment is experienced when he becomes our salvation. He is the greatest fulfillment of the human life when he becomes the focus, the fulfillment, and the foundation 
of our lives. Many verses of Scripture refer to God being our salvation, the God of our salvation. In 1 Samuel chapter number 2, verses number 1, Hannah rejoiced in the Lord and the salvation that he was. Read 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses number 1. And here's another reality. Tell someone this is reality right here. Like Hannah, there will be disappointments. There will be struggle. There will be times where you don't have an answer, but you're seeking one. There will be times where you're discouraged, disappointed, and sometimes even discontent. And you will soon realize that life is not fair. Unfortunate things will occur. There will be loss. There will be sorrow. There will be pain. There will be grief. There will be frustration. We will become angry. Anybody beside me ever been hurt? You've been offended. You've become angry. And we had to fight against bitterness and choose to be better rather than bitter. We've all had our share of disappointments. We've all felt discouraged. We've all been disappointed. Yes, we have. And sometimes we do actually become discontent for one reason or another. And the fact of the matter is we don't always feel good. We don't always feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. We don't always feel like coming to church. And we don't always feel like praying. We don't always feel like uh, going to church or reading the Bible or giving or doing anything that is holy and wholesome and good and spiritual. Godly. We don't always feel it, do we? If you always feel it, then I'd like to have an interview with you later on today. But there's one thing for sure. There is one thing, my friend, for sure. It's not your job. It's not your economy. It's not your status. It's not your position. Huh? Those things are not for certain. You can't be secure because you have a job or because you know someone or because you're related to someone or because you, your relative won the lottery. <laughs> if you put your security in that, then <laughs> you're going to be sadly disappointed. Sometimes things are not going to work out favorably. Sometimes you're going to see that God puts you in a garden and you still mess up. In a state of perfection. Sometimes you find yourself as one of the twelve. Then you find yourself doing something that you should not be doing. Sometimes things don't work out. For Adam and Eve they didn't work out. But God kept on being God. And sometimes you will face that. You will feel that. You will experience. But there is one thing for sure. And I want to herald it today. I want to uh, let it just fill this place. I, I want it to resound in our spirit. There's one thing that is for certain. When the Lord becomes our salvation, I will survive. When the Lord becomes my salvation, 
I will survive. I will endure. I will overcome. I will be victorious. Come on, somebody. When God becomes and remains your salvation, you will overcome it all. You will endure it all. You will survive it all because he is your living, abiding salvation. And you know that your help comes from the Lord. Going to church is good, but it's not your salvation. Listening to preaching is good and necessary, but it's not your salvation. Huh? Doing the things that we do religiously that are good and wholesome and right, they are good, they are beneficial to us, but they are not our salvation. There is only one that is salvation. I'm not talking about a commodity. I'm not talking about something that God does. I'm talking about what God is, and God is our salvation. So, amen, what makes you feel so strong and so secure and so confident and so bold? It's not because I go to church and do right and pay my tithes it's because God has become my salvation God has become my strength and my song amen it's not to please people amen it's not to uh, gain favor with men it's to please him who is my salvation he's the one I'm focused on you notice that when you neglect to have that relationship with God through the word of God and through prayer. You don't feel good about that. You ever notice that? Especially during the holidays. <laughs> during the holidays we usually don't pray a lot. Oh God help me. Oh help me. Oh God I don't know if I can eat anymore but I'm going to try. Bless this food. These sweet potato casserole. Bless it, Lord. But we don't really engage with much depth in relational prayer with God, especially during the holidays. Is that right? Not while, while it's Black Friday and you're in line. No. You're like, God, hold me back. Hold me back. She got my parking place. Lord, have mercy. That's kind of what our prayer sounds like. <laughs> but I've noticed, and I believe some of you have noticed, that we don't feel secure when we're not abiding and have a relationship and making him a habitation and exalting him in our lives as our salvation. We just don't feel good about life. We don't feel confident when we're not exalting him, relationship, making him a habitation, we just don't feel good about that. Are you with me now? But if he is your constant salvation, if he is the one that you have learned to trust and rely upon, if he in your mind and in your spirit and your heart is your steady salvation, if he's the one that you're focused on pleasing and making a habitation for and exalting and magnifying in your life and through your relationship, if he remains your salvation, then you will keep the joy. You will keep the peace. You will remain confident and assured. Amen. You will have the security that you need and that God wants you and I to experience. When God becomes our salvation. 
It's not just what God does that matters. It's who God is in us that matters. Let me say that one more time. It's not what God does that really matters. Because some people only serve God if he does something for them. If he answers a prayer or if things work out the way they wanted it to work out. Or if the church helped them with their rent, I'll, I'll serve the Lord. Huh? Uh, there's no fulfillment in that, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes the church cannot help you in certain ways. But there is one that can be with you, amen, and he will be faithful, and he will be steady, stable, and consistent, and he will be your peace that passes all understanding. He will give you the power to endure the affliction, amen, endure the hardness, endure that valley, amen, even when it's in the valley of the shadow of death. He will be there and he needs to become our salvation who is he in your life is he just the blesser is he just the guy that pays the bills or is he your salvation hallelujah Job chapter 13 verses 15 though he slay me yet Will I trust him? And then the next verse he says, But I will maintain my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation. Job, I'd like to high five you right now and say that's the best idea you've come up with so far. Hallelujah, when God becomes your salvation. When you decide, I'm going to make him a habitation. I'm going to exalt him in my life. I'm going to make room for him, and he's going to rule and reign, and he's going to be my salvation. Not my gifting, not my calling, not what I can do, not what I have done, not my track record, not my bank account, and not who I'm connected to, but who he is in my life. That is what really matters. He shall be my salvation. I want to tell you that church, coming to church is fulfilling when he's your salvation. If we're just depending on the church to just be our little spiritual pick-me-up and just help me and just bless me and i got to make it another mile, that's a sad way to live. Now, it's better than the world who don't know God at all. I'll tell you that. But the greatest fulfillment is when He is your salvation on Monday. When I'm in a trial, He's my salvation. Hallelujah. When I don't know where I'm at, he's my salvation. When I'm facing a Red Sea, he's my salvation. When the chariots of the Egyptians are coming after me, he's my salvation. When everybody's dying and everybody's being diagnosed with incurable diseases, he is my salvation. He's my strength. He's my might. He's my power. He's my security. He's my song. He has become my salvation. Hallelujah. I don't rejoice simply because of what God has done. I rejoice for the fact that he's still here, that he's still with me, that he has never left me. Even when I didn't feel him, he was there all the time. 
He's become my salvation. Oh, let me rejoice in the God of my salvation. Would you rejoice with me in the God of our salvation today? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Because he's good and his mercy endureth forever. That means every day. Every day, every day he's good. Every day he's merciful. Every day he's full of grace. Every day he's my salvation. Oh, yes. David in Psalms chapter 9, verse 14 said, I will rejoice in thy salvation. I want you to hear this. He did not say, I will rejoice because I'm saved. You won't find that in the Bible. He didn't say, I'm going to rejoice because I'm saved. Woo, I'm saved, y'all. I'm saved. High five somebody say, I'm saved. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the question. Well, are you saved? <laughs> I'm going somewhere. He said, I'm going to rejoice in thy salvation. Thy, he didn't say my salvation. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute. But thy salvation needs to become my salvation. <laughs> the salvation that he is needs to become the salvation that I experience and live and allow to abide in my life. Furthermore, Psalms chapter 38, verse 22, make haste to help me, O Lord. My salvation. No wonder they wrote that song. Where do I go when there's no one else to turn to? Who do I talk to when no one wants to listen? What's the rest of it? Who do I lean on? Something. I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. No wonder they wrote that song. huh? Because they figured it out. That God will be your salvation. It's not what he does that's your salvation. It's who he is in your life that's your salvation. It's not like getting a, oh, oh, here is a free pass for you. Here's a free pass, a get out of jail free card. Okay, now you can go get out of jail now. Just walk down there just like you're, come on, come on, brother. There's a free get out of jail pass, a hall pass. Just go right down there. Look at there. Woo! Don't he look excited? Don't he look excited? He got a free get-out-of-jail pass. Oh, two weeks later. Two weeks later. Come on back up here. Come on. Two weeks later. What happened, bro? Why are you all depressed? How come you missed the last few services? Where you been? Huh? I, th I, thought, I thought this was awesome. Huh? You, you, you know, you started the Bible class, but, but for some reason you dropped off. But this is a ticket. It's your, it's your free pass. This says you're saved. Three, four weeks go by. Come on up here. Because the joy is not in what God has done. The joy is in who God is in your life. That's where the joy is. That's where the rejoicing comes from. Rejoice in the Lord. 
And again, I say rejoice. We don't just rejoice because of what God done. We, have, we rejoice because of who he is. We rejoice in him. I rejoice in the God of my salvation. Yeah, I got a get out of jail free card. I got a prescription for healing. But my rejoicing is not in that. My rejoicing is in him because he has become my salvation. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God has become my salvation. And when the Lord becomes your salvation, your religious, uh, or not, and not your religious service or your ability, he will become your rock. He will become the one that you lean on, that you rely on, that you trust. He becomes your fortress, your security. Hallelujah, your counselor, your prince of peace. He becomes the glory and the lifter of your head. He becomes your shield and your buckler. He becomes your reward. He becomes your protector and your provider. He becomes your all in all when he becomes your salvation. Psalms 27 and verse number 1, the Lord is my light. He's my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? People that are bound by fear are not living by revelation. They're not living by the revelation of who God is. And furthermore, who God is in them. I remember one time praying a good prayer at a conference for the people. Because I guess... I had a spiritual moment. And I said, oh, Lord, I pray for these people here today that every single one of them would receive the revelation of who they are in you. And he spoke back to me. He said, but they need a revelation of who I am in them. That's where the power comes from. When you have a convicting revelation of who your God is in you. Mm. <laughs> That's where you find the greatest confidence and security. When he becomes your salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We can see here through these verses of scripture and many, many more that the man of God gave glory and credit not to his personal consecration, not to his prayers, not to his faith, not to his devotion, his achievement, his anointings, his skills, his strategies, or his track record. But he gave the glory and the credit to the Lord, his God, that had become his salvation. David realized God is the only one that has the power and the authority and the greatness and the wisdom and the knowledge and the dominion to be his Savior. David realized that without God, there is no salvation. Do you hear me? You can speak in tongues every day, and you should. But without him remaining your salvation, the foundation and focus of your life, you are going to be so deficient, and you're going to be spiritually bipolar. Can I use that term? 
I know it's a disorder. I probably need to be on, need to be on medication myself. <laughs> but you can become spiritually bipolar because you just you, you learn to ha have joy and, and, and get your praise on on Sunday, on Wednesday. But you haven't learned that he's your salvation on Monday. Huh? When you're depressed, when you're grieving, when you're sorrowful, he can be your salvation during those times. He can be your very present help in the time of trouble if you allow him, if you will make him your salvation. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Psalms 118 verse 14, the Lord is my strength and song and he is become my salvation. My prayer for us, my prayer for me is, oh God, I want you to become my salvation. I want you to become the foundation and the focus of my life. Hallelujah, I need you to be my salvation. And the result will be, we will be faithful. We will be consistent. We will come to church. We will pray. Amen. We will do what is asked and instructed as a result of him becoming our salvation. Psalms chapter 51 in verse number 12. We hear the cry of a broken man who made mistakes. We hear the cry of a grieving soul who felt so disconnected from God. We hear the cry of a man who felt guilt and shame and condemnation. But he had a revelation of God. And he said in Psalms 51 and 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He didn't say restore the joy that I once had when I found out I was saved. No, 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 no. He said restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. <laughs> thy salvation. Not just remember what I did. But bring me back to a place where I can remember who you are. Hallelujah. And who you desire to be in my life. And the fact that you are forever faithful. Hallelujah. That you are, according to the scripture, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you are my salvation. Religion doesn't fulfill it. Routine doesn't fill it, doesn't fill the void, doesn't satisfy. Rituals, it doesn't, doesn't cut it. Recognition and the praise and the honor and the glory of others and men, it, it just it doesn't. At the end of the day, when you're home by yourself, there's only one thing that brings the greatest lasting joy and fulfillment. It's when he becomes your salvation. It doesn't matter if people affirm you, approve you, or bless you, or recognize you. What matters is he is my song. He's my song in my sorrow. He's my peace in my pain. He's my governor when I'm grieving because he has become my salvation therefore I will rejoice in him and I will prepare him a habitation and he will be exalted as the God of my salvation hallelujah when he becomes and remains our salvation we experience him we enjoy him and not just a moment in a service, 
but daily. Look at someone and say daily. <laughs> As we stand together here just afternoon and the music comes. And I want to reiterate and repeat that salvation is not just what God does or provides. It's not a commodity. It's when He is allowed to take His place in our lives as Savior. Does that make sense? Now, listen, we're going to keep on singing those songs. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Remember that? He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me, Lord, just in time. I'm going to praise it. Well, what you going to do when the song's over? Huh? What you, are you going to dance when the song's over? Huh? When you're all by yourself, what you going to do? I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. Because that's not the song. He's my song. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Now, that's a good song. But you know what my song is? Him. Oh, your strength is you pray six hours a day and in between meals. That's good. But you can pray a lot and not be Christ-like. When he's your salvation and he's able to emit and transfer himself into your life, you will become an extension of his salvation. And you will have a ministry of deliverance. Not like we hear out in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the spirit of a dog here today. That's nonsense. The darkest spirit, the most difficult spirit in the world to deal with is your own. I just erased that. I'm getting back to the message here. Thank you. We have a great musical team, praise team, worship team, don't we? We're going to keep on singing the songs of Zion, but I hope that you never forget that he needs to become your song. <laughs> oh, yes. Salvation is not something outside of God. Salvation is within God. Does that make sense? Salvation is within, within God. He embodies salvation. And we move quickly to the New Testament. Simeon the just man. In Luke 2.30. Is recorded to say. Mine eyes. Have seen. Thy salvation. He's looking at Jesus. The baby. And he says. Mine eyes. Have seen. Thy salvation. God has become Yeshua. In the English, Jesus. 
He has come to save his people from their sins. How's he's gonna, how is he going to do it? By becoming their Savior. It's way beyond get out of jail free. No. Salvation occurs when he becomes your Savior. In Luke 3, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John was simply preaching from the book of Isaiah. And he said, all flesh shall see. They're going to behold the salvation of God. And this salvation that John, we know as the baptizer, this salvation that he was referring to, he said, was going to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This salvation that all flesh shall see shall give the Holy Ghost, shall provide or give eternal life. He will remit sins. He will raise the dead. He is the Lord Jesus Christ as we all stand together. Luke 19, and Jesus said unto Zacchaeus, you ready? The little man who climbed the tree to see the Lord, to check this man out. This day, tell somebody this day, has salvation come to your house. Ooh, hallelujah. It's more than what he's done. It's who he is. And when we allow him to come into our lives, thus becoming our salvation. How many want salvation to come into your house today? And Paul preached, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the good news of Jesus Christ, who he is and what he has done, the fact that he has come in the flesh to become our Savior, that we might be reconciled. I'm not ashamed of this gospel, the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation, unto him. To everyone that believeth. If he's going to become your salvation, you must believe the gospel. You must believe the gospel and call upon the name and repent of your sins. And be baptized in the name of the Savior. And that is Jesus. And receive the spirit of salvation, the Holy Ghost. That's how he becomes your salvation. Oh, praise God. Mm. In Isaiah chapter 12, thank you for standing with me. I feel no pain. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse number 2. Behold, I wish we could put this on the screen. Behold, now write this down. God is my salvation. God is my salvation. So the question isn't, are you saved? The question is, who is your salvation? 
That's the question. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become, he's become my salvation. I want that so bad for all of us that he would become your salvation on a personal level. Therefore, therefore, oh, it gets so good. Therefore, because God is my salvation. Now I've got somebody I can trust and not be bound by fear. Because the Lord become my salvation, therefore with joy. Therefore with joy shall you draw water. You shall draw forth life out of what? The wells of salvation. Where do you go to? Is it a well or is it wells? Where's the geographical location of these wells? Is it five wells, two wells? Is it ten? How many wells? It doesn't specify. (laughs) But it says the wells of salvation. So where are these wells? It's in him. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Where does it come from? It doesn't come from you. It comes from He, the Savior. When you allow Him to become your salvation, the wells are in Him. And with joy, you can draw that life source from Him so that He remains your salvation every day, every day, every day. Every day you can drink from the wells of salvation. Would you lift your hands unto the Lord? Hallelujah. The God of our salvation is Jesus Christ. When he becomes Christ in you, your salvation, the hope of glory, you and I can then say, I'm saved because God has become my salvation hallelujah hallelujah yes when he becomes our salvation we're able to have relationship to rely to trust and to draw life from him because all of the wells of life are in him And he wants to be in us. Because if he is not in us, he is not our salvation. I wonder if we could lift our hands to the Lord. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? (laughs) Not what God can do, but who God is in your life. Hallelujah. If I reject the gospel and I refuse to repent, to be baptized in Jesus' name and to receive his spirit, I am rejecting the salvation of God. And without the salvation of God, you cannot be saved. Can we lift our hands again in prayer? You don't have to just touch the ceiling. Just... And it's not mandatory. I'm just encouraging you. Let's reach out to the Lord together. Come on. I love the kingdom of God. I love the church. 
I love the work of God and the ministry. I'm called to such. I'm a partaker with you. I'm a laborer with you. But you are not my salvation. No, 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 no. No. He is my salvation. He is what brings the greatest satisfaction and fulfillment in my life. Can we worship God? Can we communicate? And being made perfect, he became the author, the author, the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. Come on, to all them that obey him. We obey the gospel, the command to repent, to be baptized. Come on, we, we, we obey, but we've got some more obeying to do. If he's going to remain your salvation, we've got some more obeying to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We become the saved when he becomes our salvation. The saved is the product and the possession of the Savior. You and I are only secure in him hallelujah come on let's enjoy our salvation let's not just think about what God has done he healed my body he touched my mind He's no 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 let's think and recognize and respond to who he is he is my salvation singers you can come on let's respond to the Lord the God of our salvation. The God of our salvation. Hallelujah. It's not a deliverance that's coming. It's a deliverance that's abiding. The deliverance abides in us. Hallelujah. That's why we can walk through the valley. That's why we can endure the fiery trial. That's why we can take up serpents and, or drink any deadly poison and it won't hurt us. Because we have an abiding salvation. Our salvation is Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord has become my salvation. If you want to draw closer to Him, just step out from where you are. It's only 1253. If you want to draw a little bit closer to the Lord, I encourage you, step out with us. Come on, join us today. We're drawing closer to God. Hallelujah. Don't come to the Lord and tell Him what you've done. You haven't earned salvation. No, 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 no. Salvation is a gift. Hallelujah. God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His life. He gave His flesh. And He gave us His spirit. Salvation is the gift of God. For by grace you're saved. Oh, let's enjoy Him. Let's enjoy Him. Let's get the fulfillment of Him being Savior. Hallelujah. Realize that you're the product and the possession of God. Yes. Hallelujah. salvation today. You can receive the Holy Ghost. You can receive Jesus Christ. He will move into your spirit. He will fill you with his life. 
That's the only way you can drink every day is when he comes into you. Hallelujah. Get another drink, get another drink, get another drink. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes.